that you're here for episode 167 of the Content Creation Made Easy podcast. I'm your host, Jen Liddy, and I want to talk today about two kind of hard things that I've been struggling with in my business that I've been talking around, and I'm going to talk and I'm going to break them down for you today. So over the past couple of weeks, I have interviewed short-form content expert Nika Stewart. And last week, if you were tuned in, I uh, talked to Adela Hussein, who is a pitching expert. She helps people find the right stories and the right angles to get their stuff on other people's platforms and in front of journalists and the press. And those are two areas of my business that I always feel like, like, oh, I don't want to do short-form content. I don't like pitching myself. Lots of reasons. I talk about them in therapy, but ultimately I'm not a huge fan of being like, hey, it's the Jen show, right? Because I have this identity as a teacher. I want to teach things. So that's what I've been exploring in my own business. And so I want to dive into two experiences I had recently, one around short form content, one about being seen in a piece of media that's not mine. And I want to talk about what I did to have, make it happen and how it felt and maybe some lessons that you can walk away with for yourself. So first, let's talk about the short form content piece. Starting in March, I committed to doing a 28, to, well, really it was like a 30 day thing, but it wound up being 28 days, a 28 day challenge to post a reel every day. Now I have a team my assistant, Jessica, is an amazing tech and social media manager. And so she ha- she's always like running stuff in the background, but I wanted to learn how to do reels for myself. So I committed to learning the hows, to having some prompts and to dealing with my mindset, which was mostly like, this sucks. This is an extra thing to do. What can people learn in five seconds or 16 seconds? And I don't want to do this. So there was a lot of like, Uh, heel digging in for me. So I had to get over that and I jumped in on March 1st. Let's talk about some of the results of me committing to doing this and finding a way for me to do it myself. So I want to start by saying I did not lip sync. Do not point and dance. I do not do productions where there's costume changes. It's pretty much me talking to the camera because that's what feels comfortable for me. And the other thing that I found feels comfortable for me is using like B-roll of um, like maybe a video of the sky or a video of a tree or some kind of B-roll in nature where I'm able to create like a lesson out of it with some text. Those are kind of where I settled into my comfort zone. Is there anything wrong with dancing? No, I just feel like an idiot doing it. But there's so many people out there who love to perform and are using these platforms to like find their creativity. And I want to just say, if that's you, that's amazing. I just had to figure out a way to do it for myself. So I committed and I showed up every day. And here's some of the results. I started with 953 followers, which is not a lot of followers on Instagram. I've been on Instagram for a long time and I've been hovering around this 900 level for a long time. And in the course of the 28 days, I got to just over a thousand people. So it's about 50 people growth. Is it a lot of work for 50 people? Yes. But I'm hoping that those people are coming because the content creation content that I'm doing is resonating with them. And I looked, I always look through my new followers to see if they're a bot or some dude with no, you know, no picture with a private thing. And I just get rid of those people. So I I feel like the people that I have now following me are actually uh, real followers. So from 953 to just over a thousand. The other thing that happened was my views went from about 46 to 96 up through 1300, 1700, 2600. And the reels are getting a lot of views. Remember, Instagram is like 
got the wind at our backs and is pushing this stuff now. So I just decided to, you know, get on the surfboard and ride the wave basically. But to see, you know, a 1500, a video get 1500 views, that is incredibly gratifying to me. I have no interest in going viral. That's not what my goal was. My goal was to increase my confidence. And we're going to talk about that in a minute. But I did also see increased sales of a digital product that I have, which is called the Batch and Repurpose Content Planning System. So in this system, people learn how to batch and repurpose their content in a way that feels good for them. It's like a $37 digital program. And I got increased sales of that because I was talking about it in my reels. So that again, increased visibility, increased sales for a passive digital product. That was awesome. P.S. You can grab your own version of that and learn how to customize a batching and repurposing system for you at jenliddy.com slash batch. The other cool thing was I saw my opt-ins, my organic opt-ins increase by 25%. And one of my big goals this year is to grow my email list because I love being on email so much. I love my podcast. I love my emails. Those are the two things I really, that's where you'll find me the most. And I increased that by 25%. So was the challenge worth it for myself? Hell yes. Those are all the quantitative increases, but let's talk about the qualitative increases, like the personal improvements, the ones that aren't so measurable. I want to say that after doing a reel for 28 days in a row, I am now way less scared of video. Now you might be like, Jen, how can you possibly be scared of video? You're on video all the time. You look at yourself all the time. You always get pictures taken with your branding photographer. I know, but I still don't like love looking at myself in video. And I still don't like get on video and feel automatically comfortable. So I want you to know, like I really focus on content creation and this is still something that I have to work through all the time. But I will say I am way less scared of video now, especially that short video, like five seconds, 16 seconds, 30 seconds. And I have learned how to say something really valuable that connects within that amount of time. The other thing is I started to find like my fun zone. And if you've been listening to me at all, you know, like I really struggle with having fun. I just feel like I'm responsible. I'm a worker. I get my tasks done. I'm a very one on the Enneagram, right? But having fun is not my natural habitat. So I started to just have some fun. I started like no matter where I was, I would see something like, for example, I saw an escalator and I just took a video of an escalator. I'm like, oh, there's so much I could do because content can feel like an endless escalator escalator to nowhere, right? So I started to just like look for those kinds of things that I could use in my reels in a way that felt fun to me and not performative. The other thing is there's nothing more imperfect than showing up on video and doing it in a short form, but you might be looking at other people doing this with costume changes and immaculate like editing and production and beautiful lighting and amazing backgrounds. And you might be thinking, I can't do my short form content or anything until I have it looking like that. And again, I want to say another benefit I have found a personal improvement is I am just really leaning into that imperfect get it out there. People will connect with you if you don't show up perfectly. So that's a struggle for me that I've been working with. And um, I'm finding like I'm taking more risks. Like I'm saying things that maybe people won't like, or maybe people will be like, oh, I don't agree with that. And that's fine because then you can unfollow. 
I want to do more of like repelling the people who aren't for me and attracting the people who are for me and uh, experimenting with reels has helped me do that. So that is the first thing I want to talk about. It's important to do things your way, but it's important to do things. And especially when it comes to content, we have to show up. And if you are waiting to be perfect or have the production value be incredibly high or learn how to do it at a level that doesn't feel comfortable for you, you're not going to do it. So you need to create content. You need to connect with your people. Why not do it in a way that feels good for you? Let's talk about the next thing, which is getting your stuff out there in front of the world on other people's media. So I just got, I got invited in March, thanks to a connection, my photographer, to get into the Syracuse Women's Magazine. So it's a paper magazine that comes out once a month. It's very locally focused. And the photographer, Alice Patterson, does a beautiful job with the covers every single month. She suggested me to the editors and then a writer called me and interviewed me. And I want to be really clear. I'm like, why in the world would I be on the cover of anything. My story isn't that special. I don't have a rags to riches hero's journey. I'm just an entrepreneur who used to be a teacher. And that's kind of my story. Like I have this zigzaggy story. I'm going to talk about zigzagging later on in the podcast, but I want to just talk to you like your story is not probably that special to you because you're like the frog in the water who the water has boiled around and you haven't noticed it happening. And your story is special, but it's not special to you because you've been living it and breathing it. Now, maybe you think like, I have a really incredible story. I have a story of incredible courage. And if that is you, I'm so happy for you. But if you're like me and you're just like, my, my story is just kind of like, basic and boring and not inspiring. I just want you to take note of what I'm about to say. You have lived your story for so long. You've just been kind of grinding along and going along. And maybe you don't see what makes you special, what makes you a unicorn, what makes you, you know, inspiring and motivational to other people. And if that is the case, here's a suggestion. I want you to get with a friend and tell your story. And it could be a story about anything because I'm finding the more I tell these stories about things that were very normal in my life, the more I'm realizing like, oh, it's kind of special. Let me give you some examples. The story that wound up being printed in the the magazine is how I went from being an English teacher to being an entrepreneur and everything that happened in between. It was very, very zigzaggy and all of it kind of snowballed together to make me who I am today, specializing in what I specialize in today. But I don't see it as anything special. It's just what I did. Another example is I was talking to a therapist and she was, we were talking about like the food story. Like all of us have these little ex, uh, personally expressive stories about different parts of our life, like our money story, uh, maybe our food story, maybe an abuse story, maybe a relationship story. We have these stories that we don't really think about because they're just how it went for us. But I was talking specifically about the food story and the money story of how I grew up and like what it was like money-wise when I was growing up and what it was like food-wise when I was growing up. And when I was growing up, there was never enough of either of those two things. We didn't have any money. We didn't have enough food. 
food was hidden from us. Money was like kind of this secret thing. And I was just talking about these two things with this therapist and they seemed to be very separate and I could see how they kind of came together and that my very zigzaggy journey, both with money and food has caused a lot of, you know, little T trauma, drama, pain, discomfort in my life and how to, we were basically talking about ways to overcome that, but it was a story that I had. And I feel like we don't examine our own stories enough or we don't give our stories enough credit because sometimes our stories are just not that heroic or exciting or dramatic. And I just want you to know that even if you don't have some incredibly dramatic story that took a, you know, an incredible amount of courage in your mind, somebody else can resonate with that. And it is your story. And all of the things that you've done along the way have snowballed to make this story yours and personal and interesting and incredible. And I know that you are probably listening to me right now thinking, no, Jen, you don't really understand. My life is very boring. It's been very straight now. And I want to say it really hasn't. There have been pieces and parts along the way that when you pull them apart, you're like, oh, this is my perspective and my thing that happened to me. And so I was really resistant to getting interviewed for this story because I seriously thought like what in the world could be interesting about a teacher who became an entrepreneur. And then when the guy interviewed me and I told the story, I was like, oh, I can see that this isn't a choice that everybody would have made or everybody could have made. And the twists and turns that I've taken and the pivots and the swivels and the hard rights and the hard lefts, like those are not things that everybody would have taken. So it does make it my story. And I'm just hoping that somebody out there can resonate with it and say, hey, I really want to do my thing and I'm going to do it in my way. And this story inspires me. So this is the place where I tell you to start thinking about your story. And if you can't do it yourself, sit down with somebody else and pick one little piece of your life to tell your story to somebody else. Now pick somebody who's a really good listener, pick somebody who like can hear you and ask the good questions and doesn't jump in with their story or like topping you just who in your life could hear your story. And if there's nobody, then I want you to start thinking about saying your story into the recorder on your phone, saying it into a Zoom call where you sit by yourself and you just tell the story and do all the things that go along with that story or write it down. Your story, is it deserves to be told. It really does because we all have a story that inspires somebody else. I mean, if nothing else, your kids, your family members, your best friend, like there's stuff that people want to know about your story because it helps inform who you are now and how you like to be related to. And when you can tell your story in front of somebody else, then it helps you earn that media, right? Then you get to be on other people's podcasts and other people's masterminds where you're being able to share your story or write your book or be in a magazine or be on a news broadcast. That might not be your goal, but I do want you to know when it comes to even your content that you're posting in a reel or in an email or in a blog, your story is important to the people who care about you. And so these are the two things I want you to take away from today. Get started doing something that scares you a little bit. For me, that was reels. Get started telling your story, even just about one little piece of your life or your business or your journey. Just get started doing it in a safe way with a safe person. And I promise you, you're going to be like, oh, this is a thing. 
And all of those little things weave together. I was kind of saying to my son just yesterday, I'm like, your story is like a snowball that gathers up, you know, leaves and pebbles and snow and ice. And it just gathers and gathers and gathers as it rolls down the hill. And it's all part of the story that is you. And if you aren't doing that for yourself, you're thinking you're so boring. You're thinking there's nothing to share. I just want to encourage you to do something that scares you a little bit and to have a place or a person to witness it for you. It's really very powerful. And when I got actually just last night, I got the hard copy of the magazine and it was hard to look at because I'm like, I'm on the cover of a magazine. It's just so silly, but I'm trying to receive it and say thank you to everybody who made that happen. And thank you to the people who care about the story. And thank you to you, the listeners and viewers of the podcast, because the fact that you show up every week and want to listen to something I have to say is, is an incredible honor that I just do not take for granted. So I hope this has been a helpful episode for you. If you have any questions, please reach out to me. My email address is jen underscore liddy at me.com. And if you have like a story that you want to tell or this resonated with you, I would really love to hear what your thoughts are about everything that I shared today in the podcast about doing something scary for me, doing it imperfectly, letting my confidence increase and receiving the fact that other people might be interested in my story. And I ask you to do the same. Thanks for showing up. I'll see you next week. Bye. This podcast is part of the Sound Advice FM network. Sound Advice FM, women's voices amplified.